Namaskaram. Welcome to this week's majorly delayed shorty. As I'm sure you guys can recognize by now, I'm Sneha and I'm in Hyderabad. How is everyone? I'm good and my city is still in confusion with regards to COVID and people are literally dropping dead all over the place. Like I'm not even kidding. This dude literally collapsed and died in front of a private hospital after they said go to the government hospital we can't treat you here in fact no one is clear whether private hospitals can test can't test can admit can't admit which private hospitals can admit which ones can't but well, you know and the big question is does the government even have a plan yeah that's what's happening and even now no one has an inkling about where our cm is yeah so that's what it is right so the idea for this shorty came from one of our listeners pratyay from kolkata so listen to him he is giving us a little preview of this case hello everyone i am pratyay from kolkata and i would like to thanks sneha and aditi for giving me a chance in the podcast khuni the true crimes of india the story which we are about to discuss today is of uh, the kolkata's first ever serial killer trilokko tarini thank you pratyay so in case you all have any more suggestions let us know we've been getting a crazy amount of suggestions and we promise we'll try and cover as many as possible and thank you so much for all the love like it's it's very overwhelming for the both of us yeah my mind is not working i guess cuz <laughs> i'm so overwhelmed <laughs> okay the primary source for this episode for which i should thank pratyay is darogar daptar number 78 which follows the journey of troyloko and this is sort of like the earliest crime magazine that we've heard of till now and was written by an inspector called priyanatha mukhopadhyay who was investigating and was the arresting officer in this case in fact troyloko is said to have confessed all her crimes to him when she was on death row yeah so anyway upwards and onwards let's move on to the topic of today's shorty troyloko sundari yeah she is literally known as calcutta's first known serial killer she lived operated and murdered in calcutta in the 1880s and is often compared to jack the ripper and and i'll tell you why as we go on in the shorty today i'll also tell you a surprisingly fun fact this madam's crime spree took place almost 7 years before that of jack the ripper's yeah so basically even white or male criminals from the colonizing country get more attention than the criminals from the colonized country that is the way of the world let's try to change it so who is troyloko why are we talking so much about her so troyloko was born in a small hamlet in west bengal and as it is with most of the cases we cover not a lot is known about her early childhood What we do know is that she got married in her preteens to a much older man. 
as was common in that day and age on that note oh my god did you all watch bulbul okay if you did not already watch it aditi and i like where anushka's head is at the movie was equal parts intriguing and i found it scary and like i saw flying women in red every time i looked at a tree after sundown for a little while okay sorry for rambling here but let's continue however as it was customary in those days troiloko used to stay at her parents house almost immediately after the marriage her husband who was already a tottering slobbering senior citizen kicked the bucket and she was left a widow get this guys she literally met her husband once in the time that they were married and i think at this point she should have considered herself lucky that she didn't have to commit sati which was another very barbaric practice in place at that time okay so let me explain this for those who don't know this is how bad life was if you were a girl born anywhere in india back then so when you're born there is a 90% chance that your family cried on the day and probably your grandmother on your dad's side called your mother all kinds of names and generally question her upbringing yeah like the mother can control yeah exactly like the mother can control whether she'll give birth to a girl or a boy right then you're born grow up a bit usually spend your time being a second fiddle to all the male children in the family and once you hit your early teens In fact in some cases once you reach 7 to 10 you are married off usually to an old widower who has one foot in the grave and then it only gets worse he dies and you have two options one jump in his funeral pyre yeah that is sati or two they shave your head and make you live in a home with other widows and there are a lot of them among your age and the kicker you lose your identity and on top of all that you have to wear white for the rest of your life and bits and pieces of this are still true in some part for most women in india obviously not the jumping into fire part that practice as i told you was known as sati and was declared unlawful we have a legislation to prevent it thank fuck so as i said Luckily for Troiloko she didn't have to go through this and she was taken in by a seemingly kind lady but as it usually happens in the stories we tell you all was not as it seemed this lady was a quote unquote procurer for brothels at Calcutta's infamous Sonagachi district okay just a rider I probably will be butchering most Bengali names. I'm really sorry in advance. Yeah. So, Sonagachi is Asia's largest red light district. Its area even now contains several hundred multi-story brothels and an estimated 7000 sex workers as of 2020. Yeah. So, this place is clearly thriving even today. So this is what the procurer did okay she introduced Troiloko to a young man this fucker seduced her and took her to Calcutta where he sold her off to a brothel yeah 
all this was just a part of an elaborate trafficking scheme that existed at that time which ensured widows or a few gullible widows were sold off to into sex work and essentially after this began troiloco's journey into the world of sex work and crime so she was an exquisite beauty i mean there are multiple accounts where i've read this like whichever news article or whatever i could find they've all said that she looked amazing you know all of that so she became one of the most popular names in sonagachi and her client list included everyone from businessmen to noblemen yeah so soon she bought herself a mansion and a horse carriage besides having servants at her beck and call yeah she had even commissioned an armed guard for herself imagine that so seems to be going well right yeah but as time passed her beauty dwindled and this posed a big problem with her beauty her earning and her clients also began to dwindle and suddenly she began to worry about her future there was another reason why her clientele was swiftly decreasing she had a widowed lover kali babu and he was always present around her and this did not bode well for her business i'm sure so as if this was not enough she had another problem so trailoko adopted hari the child of kali babu her paramour yeah so basically she needed money to keep up the standard of living and also to take care of the kid so this is where she began her career as a con woman so basically troiloko and kali babu really wanted to give hari a very good education so they began cheating her clients the first scheme the two came up with involved young rakes from calcutta's rich families okay for those who don't know what a rake is to google karna yaar aur context se context se samajh lo we are podcasters not kindergarten teachers okay we not spoon feed you do some work we're doing so much work anyway so these men would be lured to troiloko's house with the promise of orgies and served alcohol and usually they had to pay for this alcohol but i guess they didn't mind anyway the drugs would get her clients high and they used to pass out and the duo would rob them blind of all their belongings and then drive them out and by this time the guy used to be high okay and not in his senses and mistaking this victim to be a drunk the local police would lock them up overnight and it was not possible for the victim to protest when he awoke the next morning since lodging a formal complaint would cause unwanted publicity to the family and as i said these men always belong to rich families and the fear of tarnishing their public images would just make them wallow in the hangover and continue living their life and maybe regret their stupidity yeah <laughs> anyway not victim blaming here but yeah whatever so this trick also got old okay very soon because most of her clients were already robbed and the word of her deeds soon 
started spreading around Calcutta and this started affecting her career as a sex worker. Therefore, it was time for another more sinister plan. This plan exploited Bengal's caste system. So the dowry system among the Strotriya Brahmins of Bengal was the reverse of the usual. Okay, instead of the bride's father paying dowry, in this case, it was the groom's father who paid a bride price. And this placed the father of the prospective bride in a position to demand any amount because quote-unquote suitable girls could be hard to find. Okay. Suitable girls, quote-unquote, are hard to find these days as well. So, yeah. Yes, people are never satisfied. Anyway, so with the help of another accomplice who we couldn't find the name of, Kali Babu found a Strotriya Brahmin family in a village and this family was desperate to get their son married. So Troiloko and Kali Babu then rented a house in Calcutta, far away from the red light area, filled it with fake relatives and invited the groom's family. Yeah. So capitalizing on this, Kali Babu and Troiloko hatched a master plan. They hired a young teenage sex worker and and they posed as a Strotriya Brahmin upper class family in need of a prospective groom. Yeah, so you can connect the dots. And that is why they'd invited the other Brahmin family. The marriage took place within a month with the dowry and the wedding costs paid by the groom's family. In the groom's village, the bride was given gold ornaments and other precious gifts. And she was accompanied her mother, who by the way, her real mother, and she pretended to be a maid. And another accomplice, who pretended to be her uncle. A month after the wedding, this quote-unquote bride sought permission to visit her parents. And this is normal, okay? This is fine. There's nothing to suspect in the request and they let her go. And the only rider was that she was accompanied by her husband. So the bride, and she was decked in her wedding jewellery with her two accomplices and her husband, boarded a train to Calcutta. But somewhere along the journey, they gave the groom the slip and made their way back to Triloko. All the wedding jewellery was sold and after all the participants were paid, Troy Loco pocketed the remainder. And the groom and his family, who by the way were unfamiliar with Calcutta, were never able to find the bride. This also got old because for some fuck-all reason, they used the same girl to play the bride again and again. And this girl grew up and... <laughs> could no longer be passed off as a 13-year-old. Then, as time passed, the intensity of their planned crimes increased. So now, what these two started doing was, they started abducting teenage girls from the streets of Calcutta to sell them off to brothels or to get them married to various East Bengali families for money. Again, at that time, Brahmin families in East Bengal's villages couldn't often find what they felt was a quote-unquote, again, suitable match. It's just making me angry saying this. So the partners, again, would brainwash the abducted children 
and get them married into these families in return for money soon the disappearances of young teenage girls started making news in calcutta however as the disappearance of teenage girls started making news and police started becoming stricter kali babu and troiloko retired from this business as well now till now she was a con woman but now she would graduate to being a murderer but then she fucked up on her first attempt so kali babu acted as a middleman for a raja promising him to fetch jewelry from a shop in bara bazar at low prices he asked the shop to send in the jewelry through a shop assistant guaranteeing him payment upon the receipt of the goods but when the shop assistant arrived with the valuables kali babu murdered him and buried him under the roof of a rented house kali babu then delivered the jewels himself and pocketed the money the case was handled by mukhopadhyay who i had spoken about earlier and he managed to trace the rented house and find the body kali babu was caught and hanged but troiloko's role in the entire episode could not be proven in court and she walked free but she was forced to sell her house and her jewelry to make ends meet she was now desperate okay she began approaching former acquaintances in sonagachi and like her most of them were aging and they were like very worried about their future playing to their insecurities she told them of a holy man who could end her troubles if the woman wore all their jewelry when visiting him he would double the baubles with his blessings okay five points to anyone who tells me who this reminds me of <laughs> okay if any one of y'all said cyanide malika yay i know you guys are paying attention if not go and listen to the episode <laughs> so over a period of 3 years troiloko murdered five women one at a time in a derelict garden house near maniktala in calcutta in the garden there was a large pond where the women were told to breathe and these gullible women took off their jewelry before entering the water and as they were taking a bath she got into the water and held their heads under water till they drowned yeah so that's what she started doing and despite carefully selecting a desolate neighborhood she was caught red handed because one day a passer by saw her trying to drown a woman this is what's very surprising to me okay they're saying a passer by saw her and this is coming from a couple of other sources as well but i guess all these sources went back to darugar daftar number 78 because if the passer by could see her now what about all the times that she was strangling or drowning the other woman yeah exactly so that is my point anyway i'm guess maybe circumstances i don't know so the victim survived the murder attempt and along with the eyewitness she dragged troiloko to the local police station but this lady charmed the old police officer and convinced him to let her go yeah the complainant was frustrated okay and then they went to mukhopadhyay and he investigated the case and sent her to trial 
However, luck was on her side. The police officer who had earlier let her go was suspended. And fearing that her conviction would cost him his job, he bore all the expenses of her defense and probably even sabotaged the prosecution's case. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this happened. This happened in 1880s in Calcutta. This policeman paid for the legal expenses of the criminal. Yeah. Once again, Choi Loko walked free. I'm still amazed. (sighs) Talk about self-preservation. Anyway, so... This court case, however, generated enough bad publicity and Toiloko had to move to a house in Panchu Dhobani Lane in Chitpur. And soon enough, the money gained from the previous crime started running out and she began looking for another victim. There was this other sex worker living in the same house. Her name was Rajkumari and she owned a considerable amount of gold jewellery. So, Troy Loco tried drugging her multiple times and when two doses failed to knock her out, she choked her to death and took all her ornaments. So, on August 10th, 1884, Rajkumari's body was discovered in a brothel in Chitpur. Now, the investigation officer in this case was Mukhopadhyay and he immediately spotted and recognized that another sex worker used to live there and he connected the dots because he knew that the other sex worker was Troy Loco and she had a criminal history. And this man did not believe in coincidences. This time, he handled the case himself and he wanted to rule out any scope of error. He went all the way and this is how he arrested her. So, he threatened to arrest Hari. If you remember, Hari is Kali Babu's son who she adopted for the murder of Rajkumari. Okay, not stellar policing in my opinion, but I guess it was revolutionary for that time and age. Anyway, but I guess the police back then were only evolving to what they are now. So the short story is, Troiloko confessed to all the five murders and the murder of Rajkumari as well. Yeah. She drowned five women. Then, on September 3rd, 1884, Judge Norris, remember, the British were still in India at that time, so don't get confused. Judge Norris sentenced Troy Loco to death by hanging. Once she realized she had been tricked into confessing to Mukhopadhyay, she refused to go down quietly. The case then went to the High Court, which upheld the conviction. She then wrote a mercy petition to Lieutenant Governor of Bengal, Sir Augustus Rivers Thompson. But her luck had truly run out. Lieutenant Governor, in consultation with Judge Norris, on September 11th, rejected her petition and ruled that the sentence still stood. Yeah. So, in a long interview with Mukhopadhyay, Chai Loko revealed the details of her life and her previous crimes. In fact, in the book, Mukhopadhyay wrote that her last words were, I'm leaving Hari behind. Please look after him so that he does not get into trouble. Chai Loko was hanged in 1884. So, 
as i already told you she's often compared with jack the ripper i think this isn't a very good comparison because i mean he was way more violent in his killings and no one knows why he killed uh, i don't know so they say that he killed simply because they were sex workers but toy loco killed because she needed the money she killed for profit so her circumstances made her a killer and i don't think it's fair to compare them but yeah so that is the story of troy loco oh here's a fun fact so apparently there are a uh, walking tours in calcutta and they take you to streets and they tell you stories of troy loco and apparently it's quite fascinating has any of you all gone on such tours let us know and i hope you like this shorty thank you so much for listening in stay home stay safe thank you pratyay again and see you with a brand new episode next week bye bye